This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, January 24th, 2023. I'm Caleb Brown. During the pandemic, access to mental health care, as with other kinds of health care, cratered. To prevent some of the predictable fallout, many argue it's time to expand the ranks of prescribing psychologists. Beth Ron Rimmer is a clinical psychologist and a prescribing psychologist. We spoke earlier this month at the Cato Institute's State Health Policy Summit. This is the first of two conversations on the subject. There were tremendous problems um, before the pandemic. Um, we had communities who were waiting for health care, uh, comprehensive integrative health care, prescriptive health care um, for six, eight, you know, 10 months um, at a time. Um, they, the, particularly people who couldn't, who, who weren't ambulatory, people who were so seriously ill they couldn't get to a clinic, couldn't get to a, a physician, um, people living in, in rural areas with no transportation, people in urban areas who couldn't, um, who couldn't, ha- didn't have any resources to get on a bus or, or get into, um, uh, a metro uh, train to be able to get to a doctor's office, and, and presumably other people who simply had to wait many months to and get other people in in well-to-do communities who were on six-month, nine-month wait lists. And yes. this is what, when you say prescriptive care, you're talking about a, a physician, yes, writing a prescription, that's right, and sending them off to a pharmacy to pick it up to ameliorate some problem that they're having, right. All right. So I've spoken to some other people here, uh, one of whom a prescribing psychologist. How does what does what how does that address this problem? Right. So prescribing psychologists um, provide greater access um, to mental health care, to comprehensive, again, prescriptive, integrative uh, mental health care. Prescribing psychologists in states in which there's been independent prescriptive authority for psychologists um, for years. Um, have increased access to uh, significant mental health care, um, have doubled the access, have sometimes tripled the access in the states of New Mexico and Louisiana, um, in the military, for example. Okay, so, and, and this compares with other states where they basically say psychologists simply cannot engage in any prescribing of drugs at all. That's right. Okay, uh, but there are other people who are not physicians who do have some prescription authority? Yes. That's correct. So psychiatric nurses, advanced practice nurses, and well, really it's advanced practice nurses who can prescribe um, uh, psychotropic medications. Uh, there are physicians' assistants who prescribe, but typically it, it needs to be co-signed by a physician. And so when we're, what we're talking about this is, is specifically addressing uh, mental health. Mental health care. We're, we're not talking about penicillin right. uh, or uh, something else that nurse practitioners in some states would be able to prescribe. Well, right. And nurse practitioners in some states who are psychiatric nurse practitioners um, can prescribe psychotropic medications. So so there was a study that was done um, in 2012 by a couple of uh, Princeton researchers and that found that states in which advanced practice nurses can prescribe independently, the suicide rates plummeted. By twelve percent. All right. So, uh, so in addressing mental health, and for a lot of people, this is uh, s- some people I know personally who have had trouble getting access to the drugs that they need. It is not unfair to call it life and death for yes. them. It, there's no question to that. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, comparing states that have th- that have this and do not 
have this? What are what are the key differences? Well, the states that have independent prescriptive authority um, have increased access to mental health care, and there's some data to suggest that suicide rates um, are have dropped. And with for psychologists with prescriptive authority, there's one study that was done, and in the two states in which there have been many years of, of independent prescriptive authority, the suicide rates have dropped between six and seven percent. So so far as that one study was able to capture. Okay, so what what stands in the way? What uh, I assume there are interest groups at play that that simply do not trust these people who didn't get the same school, the exact same schooling I did, uh, who are simply not interested in expanding this authority. I wouldn't say that there was. There's a lack of trust. That's not the way that I would characterize that. I would characterize it as um, um, the a group of physicians, psychiatrists in particular, who don't want. Um, the territory that they have have claimed as their own to be shared with other professionals. Right. That's the real motivation. But if I were selling this to a group of politicians in my state capital, I would say you don't you shouldn't trust these people to engage in this process. Yes, that's that's what they say. Yes. But the evidence for psychologists being able to prescribe psychotropic medications or other medications aimed at uh, improving mental health what does the evidence say about uh, the risks? Well, the evidence says that um, there are um, very, very few medication errors that are made by prescribing psychologists. So uh, psychologists have been prescribing since 1994 when the first cohort of 10 military psychologists became prescribing psychologists. Um, psychologists have been prescribing in the states of New Mexico and Louisiana since 2005. And then psychologists have been prescribing um, in uh, the state of Illinois since uh, since 2018, um, and the the oh, the th thousands of prescriptions have been written by prescribing psychologists, and there are very very few medication errors that have been made um, in data that's been collected by the federal government, um, as compared to medication errors that have been that really um, a significant number of, of medication errors that have been made by other prescribing health professionals. Okay, so th their numbers are better? Our numbers are better. Prescribing psychologist numbers are better, yes. Okay, so, but in, in states where this is a, t a territorial dispute and presumably in every, in every state, in every state it <laughs> yes. is a territorial dispute. That's right. Um, how do states throw up hurdles to even where this is nominally, with this on on paper, this is legal to prevent uh, psychologists from getting this uh, authority. Well, well, you're where it's legal, where the law has been passed, giving authority to to psychologists who are who are who have specialized training in clinical psychopharmacology and medicine, where where there is a statute um, in the books. Um, then it's legal, then, then prescribing psychologists are prescribing. In states where this is on paper legal, are there additional requirements that you think are unnecessary? So, for example, in, in Illinois, um, there are some constraints on psychologists prescribing, and I do believe that most of those constraints are unnecessary. So, for example, there's a constraint against psychologists prescribing to uh, children and adolescents 
under the age of 17 and to older adults over the age of 65. Um, I, we don't believe that those constraints um, are necessary. Um, and, and we are right now in the process of passing an amendment to our legislative statute um, that would remove those constraints. So in Illinois, uh, a, a patient, somebody that I'm working with on, to get better mental health for them, they turn 65 and they have to go see a psychiatrist or or it, typically they'll they'll be seeing their their primary care physician their their PCP because psychiatrists are not very available nor accessible um so they'll be seeing a prescribing professional so they go back to essentially in some sense they might be going back to crisis mode exactly and uh what evidence do we have that primary care physicians typically have the kind of training that uh, a prescribing psychologist would have well the evidence we have is that the primary care physicians who are extraordinarily dedicated to their work, who are extraordinarily well-trained, um, don't have enough training and, and education in, uh, in the mental illnesses and psychotropic and prescribing psychotropic medications. And um, the AMA has reported that, um, that individuals who have seen a primary care physician for depression, um, half of those patients are being prescribed the wrong medications and half of those patients after one year do not report any remission in their uh, depression. All right. So if you're making this pitch to state lawmakers, and yes. hello, state lawmakers, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, what, do you, what do you tell them if they're concerned about suicide, if they're concerned about drug addiction, because people sometimes self-medicate when they're having uh, mental uh, illness issues? What would you say to those people? I'd say um, honorable uh, legislators, um, we are um, we are psychologists who have been expertly trained in clinical psychopharmacology and medicine. We have sixteen thousand to twenty thousand hours of training in mental health and in diagnostics and in statistics and research um, and psychological theories of of psychotherapy um, in the psychiatric in uh, medications, and we are very well prepared to treat um, all individuals with mental illness. Our numbers are greater or five times greater um, than psychiatrists in most every state in the nation um, by passing legislation that gives authority to psychologists who have this specialized training will provide um, significantly more access to mental health care. And we will uh, provide evidence as has evidence, as evidence has been provided, that suicide rates will decline significantly. Mental health systems, mental health symptoms, will decline significantly in your constituents. Constituents will be able to rural constituents, non-ambulatories, uh, uh, residents, and constituents, um, individuals who are suffering from a whole spectrum of mental illnesses, will be able to access mental health care where they have not been. Beth Ron Rimmer is a clinical psychologist and a prescribing psychologist. We spoke at the Cato Institute's State Health Policy Summit earlier this month. Feel free to both subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast. 